Hello and welcome to Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Here we are with part two of how to pray. Um, this one is a big topic, uh, especially among Christians, on uh, what is a clear understanding of how I should be praying uh, when I pray to God. It's not just about asking for things and saying amen at the end, or Jesus' name, in, in, you know, in his name, amen. Um, it's much more personal, and it goes deeper than that. Um, it has to be according to Scripture. Uh, it has to be according to His Word. So the key takeaway is this, um, and we do have the reading from today, First John and Philippians and the book of John. Key takeaway is this. When the Christ, true Christian is in prayer, they are seeking His kingdom first. With all that they have, and all that they are. That means all my abilities, all my talents, all my gifts, they all belong to him, not me. It is always about praising him first because he is worthy. Then ask for anything in accordance to his word. Right? So just asking for things all the time is not in accordance with his word. He does not hear those kinds of prayers. And the majority of Christians pray like that. God, give me this, this, this. Amen. That's not how he taught us to pray. Keep in mind, when we pray, God never tells us to live for your feelings or happiness, but rather to live for holiness. Healthy prayer begins with loving and obeying his commands. And as a result of that, we then know while praying, we pray with confidence and boldness by his knowing his promises, uh, furthermore, the true Christian must be humble. Uh, whatever the outcome is, uh, this is this is big. Whether God says yes or no, the Christian is thankful either way, and does not have doubt. Wow! So <laughs> it's a lot of that's just the intro. That's just the intro, and then and that's already a lot, right? Um, and, and to clarify about how to pray. So here we go with First John chapter 5, 13 through 21. I write these things to you. Believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Verse 16, If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin that does lead to death. Um, We'll cover that in just a minute. What does that mean? 18. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep sinning, but he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. 19. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. 
He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Christians can know the absolute confidence that God answers prayers when they approach the throne of grace. According to his will, constitutes a strategic key to answered prayer. I repeat that. According to his will. Let me read that verse one more time. Verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. All right, this is key. We have to ask according to his will. Constitutes a strategic key to answered prayer. So if you want answered prayers, and if you want, if we want for God to hear us, we must ask according to His will, not our own. To pray to uh, to pray according to God's will is to pray in accord with what He would want, not what we would desire or insist that He do for us. In verse sixteen. All right, so for verses 16 and 17, um, the notes are praying according to God's will with a specific example of the sin that leads to death. Uh, such a sin could be any premeditated and unconfessed sin uh, that causes the Lord to determine the end of a believer's life. Um, there is such a sin. Uh, if you go that far, uh, basically the point of no return uh, for living in the you know in your flesh and desires of the flesh, and you keep doing wrongdoings. Um, wrongdoing is anything that goes against holiness, against God's commands. That's sin. Uh, God does judge that. He does, and He has been, uh, and He will. Uh, it is not one particular sin like homosexuality or lying, um, but whatever sin is the final one in the tolerance of God. Failure to repent of and forsake sin may eventually lead to physical death as a judgment of God. Okay, and so let's go to Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Verse 9, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. God is beyond our understanding. So in knowing this truth, we cannot ever expect of him to uh, hear us how we want to be heard. We cannot do that. We do not expect him to hear us how we want to be heard. Simply put, He is God, and we are not. We are not His equal, but rather His humble servants. Uh, We we must be just like children, ready to obey their parents. Humility is a key factor here, uh, if we wish to be heard. Uh, We must have a heart of repentance, and if we pray accordingly, 
then he will hear us. God does not break his promises. If we pray according to his word, he will answer. However, do not expect him to answer the way you want him to answer, right? He is not, once again, he is not a genie in a lamp. God knows all the future and will grow us first before putting us where he needs us to be or even keeping us from where we do not need to be. In knowing that, the Christian can have the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. All right, so now let's go to John 14, verses 12 through 14. Jesus is speaking. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So, pause right there. It's not anything like, you know, once again, like, you know, give me my desires and what I want. Of course not. That's not what he's saying. He's saying according to his word, asking anything um, that is in accordance to his word, which is that's why we read First John, okay, First John chapter five. Um, so, in in their hour of loss at the departure, their hour of loss, meaning the disciples, we you know disciples are about to Jesus is about to depart from his disciples. Jesus comforted them with a means that would provide them with the necessary resources to accomplish their task without his immediate presence, which they had come to depend on, right? Because Jesus was walking with them and teaching them, mentoring them, growing them. To ask in Jesus' name does not mean to tack on such an expression uh, on the end of a prayer as a mere formula. It means the believer's prayer should be for his purposes and kingdom and not selfish reasons. All right, number two, the believer's prayer should be on the basis on his merits and not any personal merit or worthiness. All right, we are not worthy. No one is good, not one. Number three, the believer's prayer should be in pursuit of his glory alone. Okay, of his glory alone. If you are seeking your own glory, um, that's what Lucifer did. Right, and that's what all of evil came from is is, is from, from from him thinking that you can be like uh, that you deserve glory yourself. Um, no, that's completely wrong. Uh, we focus on God's glory alone, and how through us, how can God work through us? Whatever your job you're working at, wherever you're serving at, whatever your friends, whenever you're around your friends and family members, how are you serving Him? How are you praying for them? All right? And so these are the things that um, separates the true believer's prayer. All right, so here's the response. Am I praying in accordance to his word? Am I praying with boldness and humility? Uh, am I thankful no matter what the outcome is? And do I continue to seek his will in my life? The true Christian does all the above. First, I encourage the believer to arm yourself with the Word of God. Ask yourself, 
Uh, am I lacking in knowing what the Word of God says? Uh, if you're not sure, it's time to pick up that Bible. You know, maybe you blow off the dust from it sitting on the shelf for too long. And study intensely like you have never studied before. Get serious. Test yourself, right? If you don't know God's Word, or if you think you know God's Word, it's time to put that to test. And so, um, more today... Within the church, more than 80% of people who go to church do not read scripture outside of Sunday service. I, I used to be like that. I used to, the key word is used to be, right? And if you have been living like that, I strongly encourage you, it's time to put that to bed. It's time to put that in the past, right? If you are to walk with, if we as Christians are to walk with Christ, cannot do that without knowing his word if the bible just sits on the shelf somewhere and you ignore it for six out of seven days in a week and you just continue to live a worldly life and you think that that's okay right you're playing god for a fool right people who do that are playing god for a fool he knows what we are doing what we think about what are at what we do with our time, energy, and desires? He knows it all, and it will be all uncovered at the day of judgment. Make no mistake; it will all be uncovered on the day of judgment. How do I know that? Before someone dies, what happens? The entire life of someone's life is replayed in a flash, right? From the day you were born to whatever age you are, it's all replayed. That's how it's going to be when we stand before him one day. And he will either say, depart from me, I never knew you. Or he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So the true Christian who has a real relationship with Christ does not need to be reminded to read his word daily. To live out their daily life through the lens of his word and does not need to be reminded to pray. And while praying, does not have any fear or doubt, but everlasting peace and grace unlike anything else this world can offer. So with that said, now I know a little bit more about how to pray.